0: Well, here we are, (laughs) and I thought it was going to happen tomorrow, but as soon as the internet came back on, I thought, hey, let's go ahead and do this. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell everybody on Facebook that we are good to go live right now. Oops. Okay. So everybody, welcome. This is episode 17. Here we go. Okay. Hey, everybody. Guess what? The internet came back. So, we're going to go ahead and do this. There's no reason in waiting. We have an amazing episode today. This is episode 17 of the Conservation Conversation. Uh, As everybody here knows, I'm your host, Eric Crown, and uh, we are going to talk today about illegal logging. Now, there is a link here on my Facebook. Uh, I'm putting this on so everybody knows that we're doing this live. But if you really want to watch the show, then please go to my YouTube link that is on the Facebook page here. That is where you can... Go ahead and type in your comments. and Join our conversation. We have an active chat. So hey, Jason, good to see you, man. Uh, really, really great guy uh, that I became really good friends with up in Seattle uh, when I was working on some conservation stuff back in the day there. And uh, so let's say Coralie and Molly. Hey, Molly. And uh, Vivian. Hey, Vivian. How's everything over in, in New Zealand? Um, yeah I, I think you guys actually Australia I know has a lot of deforestation issues anyway what we're gonna talk about today everybody is illegal logging so this is what we got here <laughs> handsome ball man that's it I got to keep it uh, keep it going so um, and Chelsea Chelsea hey thanks for joining us today so anyway I'm really excited guys I thought I thought maybe we weren't gonna be able to do this episode today now if you're watching on Facebook please click on my link go over to YouTube gonna watch the actual show over there and uh, hey Barbara I see Barbara's on YouTube with us uh, always great to see you on there Barbara um, another amazing animal rights activist and you know again when we come to illegal logging we're talking about companies stealing these forests destroying biodiversity and taking people's uh, quality of life as well so it affects the environment it affects the animals and it affects everybody so um, New Zealand is fresh. Oh, see, that's that's that could be very dangerous for New Zealand. Um, yeah, you know, we don't. It's hopefully they'll be able to stop any more of, of this logging. You know, the, it's crazy, and it's a worldwide issue. We are in Romania live tonight. I'm very excited. I've never been to Romania before. If you're like me and you're an average American, you probably aren't even 100% sure where Romania is, um, and that is a a very bad. Um, it's a bad, it's you know it's a bad a testament to uh to our our full education system there, but Romania just as a quick background we are going to go to oh hey Coralie's on YouTube with me now too perfect so um we've got a great show ahead we've been able to talk to the Greenpeace here uh, we've been able to check out some different aspects of what's happening with the illegal logging um, now you know this it's a very uh, it's it's almost kind of a standard story for logging where countries open up. Their natural resources for bids by major multinational companies. This is what's happened in the Amazon, and a lot of us are familiar with that. It's also is what's happening here in Romania. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. Um, and uh, without trees, we can't breathe. Yes, exactly. Molly's Molly's right on, and Molly does. Molly really fights for clean air and clean water. And you know, the only thing we really do have is our environment. Um, you know, because every, everything else they've kind of taken from us, so we do have to fight for what we have left, and it's great to see so many people on here. Hey, Norm, I used to work with, with Norm back in the day. We were on uh, Scrubs, and uh, yeah, I was always, always a good guy there, and Norm, I know you do a lot of environmental stuff as well, and you're very conscious also. Hey, Dan, thanks for joining. So, welcome to episode 17. I can't believe it's episode 17. It's the Conservation Conversation, um, one of my favorite times of the week where we get to talk about what's really happening around the world and take a a look at it because in our modern world, everything is local. Whether and no matter how you're viewing it internationally, everything is local. So we're gonna go ahead and start the show and jump right in. I'll be right back and again, hop over to YouTube and you'll be able to see all the videos. And we're back if you're watching on Facebook and you thought maybe I zoned out for a second (laughs) I didn't I'm running the show on YouTube and we have video um, and and a bunch of other specials over there so if you can everybody please hop over to the YouTube link you're gonna see a lot more you're gonna learn a lot more Uh, and if for any reason you can't and you're on Facebook Join us. Uh, I still can see what where we're all writing. You're all part of the show. We're all part of one conversation. It's one world, and we need to all be together, talk together. So before we even jump into it, let's talk about let's talk about our forests. Now there is oh Molly. Uh, the YouTube link is on my Facebook page. It should be um, hopefully right here. Um, Tell me if you don't see it on there. Let me go take a look at my Facebook page here for you guys. Yes, Uh, if you go to my my main Facebook page, it'll say internet is back, show is on here. And there's a click, it'll take you directly to my uh, YouTube channel. So you know, when I was starting to research this, first of all, I've been looking for a good quote to start the show off with. And of course, the first thing that comes to mind is the Lorax, right? Because everybody knows the Lorax. Everyone loves the Lorax story. And what I did not know though is the Lorax was banned in a lot of places in California. The logging industry actually stopped the Lorax from being allowed to be in schools and be in libraries. So that's how touchy this topic is. Um, it is an invisible problem. Nobody really thinks about logging, but we're going to get into the finer details. I'm going to talk about my experiences in the Amazon. We're going to talk about our experiences here in Romania. And we're going to talk about how everything comes together. So. If I'm, if I'm going back and forth, uh, I'm going to bring my f- Facebook friends over here to my here we go, my YouTube now everybody's together. So what we're going to do today though is I would like to start actually with a quote by Gandhi. And a lot of you know that um, we, we tend to actually have a lot of quotes by Gandhi. I mean he was in a lot of ways, one of the first environmentalists uh, that really pushed things. And Gandhi said, "What we are doing to the forests of the world, is but a mirror reflection of what we are doing to ourselves and one another." And if you think about that, it's it's exactly correct. I mean, it's amazing that he would have that foresight that long ago to know that, you know, this is it. Because how we're treating our forests is how we're treating with everybody else. Um, let's see, we need to stop reproducing, Barbara says. And Barbara, you know, you do make a valid point. There is a huge issue with overpopulation, um, but even before we get into all that, here's one of the things. Uh, IKEA is a bigger issue right now than overpopulation. We need to start holding accountable the companies that are actually responsible for doing all this. And, and we can make our changes. Uh, we can do things about overpopulation and those other aspects. Um, and Coralie, awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you like uh, Gandhi as well. He, he's incredible You know, on so many different aspects. The idea of approaching the world through kindness and love and compassion is really uh, an avenue that we need to continue with moving into the future. And, you know, what we talk a lot about on this show is the revolution through routine, right? Uh, What you do on a daily basis affects the world around you, and it affects the world halfway across the world. So we have a lot of power and we have a lot of – oh, and Chelsea says – palm oil stop yes hey Elena nice to be on good to see you on here and as I've learned in Romania I will say "buna uh, seara," which means good evening everybody so and again we are here live from Romania uh, I've been working on some projects that I cannot fully disclose but this is some of the information we have gained while we've been here so we're gonna go ahead and start off and we are going to talk about logging hey Heather so good to see you on here Heather's another awesome activist uh, always fighting for the environment and very much in touch with what's happening uh, in the world around and how it's being destroyed through multinationals. And so uh, we're going to talk today about the human toll on that these multinationals take on all of us. So what I wanted to start with is start by explaining that uh, the logging industry is massive. Okay, we kind of talked about it briefly, but as of 2019, it employs a lot of people and a lot of businesses, and it's worth $16 billion. And not only that... They're expecting it to grow by 0.04% over the next 10 years. So it's expected to be a growth industry. Um, Yeah, so that's even more problematic. Now that we're gonna start to think about what's happening, remember that they're predicting that it's gonna happen a bunch more. And this is not the kind of thing we want to be involved in. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining tonight, man. Uh, Oh, good to see Steve. Steve's an old friend of mine as well. And, you know, it's really great to see so many different kinds of people here in the conversation because this does affect all of us. Uh, It affects all of us tremendously. So what I want to start talking about first is my experience in um, the Amazon. And then we're going to go into Romania and then we're going to go to Indonesia. So we're going to travel the world and we're going to see how forests are being treated and what's happening. Now, the Amazon is very familiar. Everybody knows about the Amazon because it's been on fire and it's been sort of a topic um, that people are really, really responding to these days. So, you know, when I was down there in 2017, they were, um, we found so much illegal logging. Now, the trick of it is, is it's hard to fully define what's illegal logging. Uh, The reason is most of the time, all forests have permits and the permits are given to certain people and you're gonna see how internationally these permits are twisted and turned into illegal logging so log, illegal logging generally is born out of legal logging so logging itself is somewhat of an issue that we have to talk about now here you can take a look at this is on the amazon this is a barge and what they do is they bring their heavy logging equipment into the middle of nowhere when you think of the amazon you think of these tribes that have never had contact with westerners well you know they might be out there a little bit and it is happening but for the most part they are permitting away the forest. Now, one of the issues is, and, and, and you know, what I saw in the Amazon is, um, you know, for example, they will go in and they will log. And then what'll happen is they're gonna start to uh, kill the animals that are right there. So we found that when the loggers go in, uh, one of the first things they'll do is if they run into monkeys, they'll shoot them and they'll eat them and they'll sell the babies into um, into the pet illegal pet trade. So a lot of loggers are the front line of the illegal pet trade, and they're also the front line of a lot of the animal destruction that's going on. Uh, it's not necessarily their fault, but we're, we're gonna watch uh, what's happening with, uh, we, we caught an illegal logging raft going down the river that we got to hop on. It was pretty crazy to see. Because the issue is, once they take the logs out of the forest, nobody really knows. Once it gets to the sawmill, it's over. And there's nothing there. So every country is trying to find a way to create paperwork and to create a trail. And uh, once we get to Romania, Greenpeace is actually working on a way right now with the government to make it a little bit more solidified that way. So um, that's the first part is, you know, you get the logging. Well, obviously, the first destruction is you're, you're losing your trees. You're losing uh, an important part of our biodiversity that creates a lot of animal habitat. So you're automatically destroying animal habitats right away. Secondary, you're destroying the richness of the soil, and you're destroying the the land's ability to hold and maintain its design. You know, once you start to remove all your trees, then you get a bunch of rain, and you're going to get landslides. And those landslides, if people live down on the bottom of, of mountains, those landslides are going to come down and destroy villages, destroy towns. People that live there aren't going to be able to grow food, and you're going to end up creating... Food insecurity, and that brings everybody into cities. You know, you look at a place like uh, Manila in the Philippines, it is so overcrowded, but it's because illegal fishing and deforestation and monoculture crops have basically destroyed people's ability to live off the land. And, you know, uh, here in Romania, over 50% of the people live in rural areas. So the land is an important aspect to survival, and it's been interwoven into their ability to. To survive over the years, so it's very, very important that we we consider it. It goes beyond this now. Before we get too deep into it, I want to bring into the fact that who is logging? It's multinationals. One of them we're going to talk about tonight is IKEA. But first, let's take a look at what happens when we're out deep in the wall, deep, deep in the forest, and these illegal loggers bring in um, and bring in their um, their logs, You know, they, they go in, they, they cut down anything they want and then they get it to the sawmill. And it's a very questionable aspect from from when they cut the trees down to when they get to the sawmill to when, um, you know, and at that point, it's, it's absolutely untraceable. So um, let's see. So what I wanted to do is first, let's just take a look here. These are um, in Romania uh, after the fall of communism, the capitalism really opened up. And what happened was the forest. Uh, companies, they, they opened up their forest for logging, legal logging, and companies are allowed to come in and bid on the logging permits. Now, the danger is they go in and they mark the trees that are considered old and, and no good anymore, and those are supposed to be what are logged. And then the loggers come in and, and, and they are able to buy permits to go into the land, and then they go in and they cut down the the bad trees that they're supposed to, but they also cut down the other trees because nobody's watching, nobody's enforcing it, and they can always claim it's damage. Oh, my bulldozer ran into a good log, and it's 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 accidental that way. So there is an attempt to try to try to stem this, but it really it's it's very difficult. There, you know, there's not a lot that they can do once the logging is happening. Um, and what I want to do now is show you this next image on here. Uh, This is IKEA. And again, we're going to bring this back because IKEA is a worldwide company. And just, you know, to even take it one step further, IKEA is unfortunately one of the aspects of throwaway culture. You know, here we have plastic, single-use plastics. What about single-use dressers and single-use drawers and, you know, single-use tables that fall apart in a week? Um, They're building really uh, cost-effective Furniture that's not really that good I've had a lot of IKEA furniture and I had no idea of of the fact that they were buying permits and and going in and then taking all this different um, logging illegal logging and here's this is actually an ad from um, a company that's trying to stop IKEA make old-growth forests a home now old-growth forests are original forests and this is what we're losing in Romania Romania has the largest amount of old growth forest left in Europe. It does, and it's one of the the most important spots of biodiversity over here. And it's being destroyed through legal and illegal logging. So um, this is something to really need to, to consider. Again, they go in to grab the, the trees that they're supposed to, which are supposed to be old growth. You know, the, the idea is that they're clearing out what we don't need, <clears throat> but in fact, they're taking what's good And IKEA has actually acknowledged this and they say they're trying to work on this. So, you know, this is not um, a crazy conspiracy theory. This is an unfortunate aspect. And again, it goes back to the the market driving principle of of environmentalism. You know, we have to remember that we as a whole have all the power. The companies are gonna do whatever we want. You know, if we refuse to buy IKEA because they are not proving, that the, the woods that they're that they're taking and the logs they're taking are fine and old old you know um, dead logs and things that we can we can take like Chelsea says upcycle you know I mean it's great if we can clear the forest of some of this this uh, dead logs then that's that's actually a fantastic aspect um, but unfortunately that's not what's happening so again the permitting is where it comes in and I just want to go over this one more time IKEA goes in and says we're going to buy this piece of land for logging and the government takes a chunk of the money, no problem. Now, a guy goes out and he has a stamp. It's an official stamp from the forestry register. And the st- these, these guys go out and they stamp the trees and they stamp them twice, twice. They stamp them higher up and lower down. Um, I can't remember the exact measurement. I believe the, the lower stamps by the ground and the higher stamps around three feet up. The purpose of this is that once the log is cut, uh, there will be a stump with proof as to the fact that this was a tree you were allowed to take and then there will be a marking on the tree itself so that the sawmill and the receivers and and the distributors of these woods can actually uh prove that they're legal uh now who's watching that's that's a whole other aspect that's why we need stronger incentives both from us from the market and also demand more a little bit more out of all the governments around the world because A lot of times the people that are watching are the people that also need to make a little extra money and there's always payoffs. And this is a worldwide issue. I've seen it firsthand everywhere and it is definitely a problem. Chelsea, exactly. Good point. Profit over quality. Uh, This is a big problem, you know, not to mention, I mean, just to throw it out there, you know, Ikea, think about all the craftsmen that are now out of work because nobody's buying their stuff Uh, because you can get a, you know, a $10 dresser at Ikea. It's practical. And I understand that a lot of us, uh, you know, struggle financially. So they're trying to, in a sense, do a good thing, but they are destroying everything else. Um, So this is always, uh, you know, this is where the balance comes in. And, you know, we always talk about on the show that that we are, us as a whole, a sliding scale of morality between our environment and the companies that are trying to exploit it. And what we want and what we demand can make a big change. So I just want to remind everybody as we go in and start talking about what's happening with the forest and the fact that these we're losing so many trees that we're losing biodiversity, we're losing the animals, we're losing the people's ability to live there. And then we're, we're giving people not that great of paying jobs and they're actually out on the front lines. And those people are the ones that are getting arrested for illegal logging while the multinationals and the bigger companies are walking away Saying, oh my gosh, you know, we're going to have to clean this up. So it's it's a hot potato blame game, and we need to look past all through that. And I think you know that's what's great here. I, I already see everybody is, um, you know, is already has a very good idea of what's happening and, and doesn't really believe it. We're not believing the old story anymore, you know. Um, yes, and Lola, good point. Uh, IKEA is so popular. You know, it's it's really sad. The the, the newer generation has come up with the knowledge that they know that the world is not going to be sustainable and they're going to run out of world. They're going to run out of fish. They're going to run out of trees. They're going to run out of everything. And you see things you know, like uh, Extinction Rebellion happening around the world and you see people stepping up. You see 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds out on the front lines picketing with 90-year-olds. You, know, um, you don't see that kind of uh, connection in, in a lot of ways. But at the same time, The sell of it all has made people forget about single-use issues. So again, there's single-use plastics and there's single-use furnitures, you know, and a lot of people um, are not going to take their Ikea furniture and move it from house to house. They're gonna move into a new house and buy new Ikea furniture. Ikea furniture is not meant to last. Uh, It is meant to be affordable and it's meant to uh, look a little clean, but it's also one of our main reasons that we have deforestation. So we come back in to it so now again we talked about this right so ikea buys the parcel and land the guy goes out he puts the stamps on and says this is this is a an old piece of wood you can have it you you know you got it with your bid for this piece of land no problem now the guy goes in and he starts to take down the, the trees he's supposed to but he also takes down the trees that he's not supposed to and everything within that parcel is taken and actually they have found and discovered that more of the good trees are taken, and the old trees that they were supposed to have removed when they bid on logging that piece of land are actually left. So what you're you're losing is active forest, and leaving behind sort of dead forest. So there's a lot of um, IKEA slogan, the wonderful everyday. Huh. Yeah, they're they <laughs> they you know it's 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 really a shame. It's supposed to be clean company Uh, I'm sure I don't know if anybody has seen there's a great show on Netflix uh, and they actually go through Ikea and um, I'm not going to get into the uh, Nazi origins of Ikea and the Nazi roots and the Nazi payments of of it but I will say this Ikea here in Romania has funded and paid for a lot of what was the secret police back in the communist day Um, now the problem with that is that still to this day a lot of those people I was reading over 80 percent of those people from the secret police are now involved in the internal police and the forestation, uh, the forest, you know, services and everything else. So, you know, you can change the names of it all, um, you know, but it's always been about the bottom line. and And the problem is that IKEA has always been funding companies to look the other direction. So, how do we fight this? You know, this it seems like it's it's a, um, you know, it seems like we have a, a very big Um, David Goliath story here but in fact people are fighting back and there's individual journalists that are that are bringing it to light there are people that are going out there and protesting and what's also amazing is and we're I'm about to show you guys I went and I, I went to the Greenpeace office here in Romania and Greenpeace is doing a great job because what they're doing is trying to work with the government to say listen we want to track these logs even better And I don't want to speak too much about the program they're working on because it is very, um, you know, because it's very, um, you know, it's still in development. But their idea is that they can start to use electronic technology to track which trees have permission to be cut, which trees are cut, and which trees are delivered to the sawmill by using radar and a few other things. Um, So anyway, now I'm going to play this video for you. And it's only about three or four minutes long, and it's an interview with uh, Ciprian. And he is uh, one of the Greenpeace uh, guys out there really fighting to stop this illegal logging. And, um, you know, it's a very sensitive spot. And and these activists work under kind of difficult conditions. Uh, I'm sure, as all of you know, us activists around the world are targets uh, to all forms of government. Uh, You know, we are all need to be very careful. And because... We are all interfering with profit (laughs) you know so it's it's always it's always problematic that way Um, there you go Lola tell your daughter yes and that's what's great is everybody here has a chance to change the future by by the next generation you know a lot of us adults are we can only do so much but the next generation can do it all and we need them and we count on them and the more we can educate them and the more we can show them what's happening the better chance we have of changing everything in the future. Hey, Larissa, good to see you. Um, so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna go ahead and play this interview with Greenpeace. Now, I want you to know that once I got to the Greenpeace office, they had so many uh, sensitive documents around and you know, it, it was kind of a strategy office and they were very generous to let me in. So I did not shoot video in there. So the video you're gonna see is my train ride out into the country to try to check for some illegal logging activities and some of the other projects that I'm working on Again, I can't really talk talk too much in depth about those projects, but you'll get an idea of the countryside and you'll get an idea. You'll see a bunch of the logging um, as well because it's not they're not. Nobody's hiding it. It's 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 they're illegally pulling logs from legally permitted areas for logging. So remember, it's a multinational working with the government to create illegal logging under this illusion that there is legal logging and everything's okay. So it's a weird kind of um, circle that's happening. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play this interview right now with Greenpeace. If you're watching on Facebook, please um, go onto my profile, jump over to my YouTube channel, and go check out this interview. Uh, And uh, everybody, we'll be right back, and um, we're going to talk some more about this. Hey, everybody. We're still in Bucharest, Romania, and uh, we are here today at um, the Greenpeace office, and we're going to go in and speak with them a little bit and learn more about what's happening with logging illegal logging deforestation and uh some more activities and
1: um yeah i think first of all i think we should discuss about first maybe just to make it clear for everybody what's the stake here um as you mentioned uh romania holds um two-thirds of the natural forest all growth forests so Basically, the forest that was untouched, you know, in this uh, last uh, thousands of years uh, by any human uh, intervention. Well, in, in, in that, this part of Europe, in the east, so Romania, Ukraine as well, Bulgaria, you know. Th- so in this part, uh, the um, industrial, let's say, uh, age uh, didn't count so mm. far right we didn't uh, had this moment in history in which uh, we used all of, of our resources right in order to to yeah develop economically so that's why you have these pockets of biodiversity uh, that are really untouched in this remote areas in the carpathian mountains right where It was not that easy to actually get access and to log over there you know with uh, Romania also accessing the European Union we basically opened up uh, to the global market which also means global demand of wood and timber products right so now we are in this context in which um, there's a lot of pressure on this uh, wood that we have in uh, and on the trees that we have in the Carpathian mountains so basically, this is the, the big threat that we have in terms of uh, conservation in, in Romania. There's this huge, um, you know, uh, relevant space of biodiversity. This is for us a, a huge stake. Um, this is what we aim to do. We aim to work with the citizens and we. Um, want to pressure the authorities in order that finally they will understand uh, that we need to offer protection for these forests. We have a couple of organizations that were working on this topic, right? And together with them we uh, ended up in 2015 having the first um, legislative package, you know, so the first laws to actually have to offer protection for these types of forests, right? Uh, The system is not that um, easy, uh, in the sense that um, in order for a forest to get protection, it needs to be first of all identified, Mm. uh, second of all documented, and then you have this uh, commission, right, of experts, of forestry experts, that will say, yeah, this forest is untouched and we need to protect it, and we are agreeing with your submission, right? so following that process in Romania now we have around 30,000 hectares that are under protection under strict protection so nobody can walk over there but it is a win and it is a win that we need to also you know uh, think about there are some progress that are uh, being done and we don't need it's good not to forget about that that's what it's
0: you know it's hard in conservation we don't have a lot of wins so you do you have to hold on to them because They, it it, it makes you realize that you can always get another one, you know, Uh, each
1: step is the step forward. Yeah. What we are fighting now for is actually a different, a bit of a different uh, side of the the story, right? Mm -hmm. In this setup in which we have so much, um, you know, wilderness, we also have a really weird phenomenon of illegal logging. Mm -hmm. So we have... um, the, the latest study the National Forest uh, Inventory is saying that in Romania you have one tree that is um, harvested in a legal way, right? And one tree is illegal. And we have another 20 million uh, cubic meters that are going disappearing, basically vanishing from the forest without any uh, permit, without any... Uh, you know being part of, of any uh, intervention that it's um, in a management plan or something like that which makes the whole story as, as being uh, really scary because um, for these 20 millions that we don't know how they are you know disappearing um, it's clear that um, we are I mean with this amount of wood we are producing damage to the environment it's not sustainable. To have so much uh you know logging without uh, any planning because the 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 philosophy of again forestry is that you don't cut how much you need to sell that's not giving you the quantity of wood that you extract from the forest right you cut as much as the forest is offering you this is definitely also a damage to the environment because when you extract so much mm-hmm. um, you have a different capacity of the soil for the water retention right so this is going this is going to to this is uh, um, conversation is strictly related to the uh, climate changes that we are facing, right? That yeah. we see that they are on the climate is on the move, climate is changing, and it's going to go even worse, right, with a faster speed. Mm-hmm. So, what do we expect? Experts are saying that in Romania we're going to have lots of uh, rains in the mountains in short period of times. Right, So, uh, big amounts of water coming really in, in, mm. in short amounts of time, and then drought. The fact that we have less and less forest, mm. so less and less water retention capacity in the mountains. What does this lead to? Well, it will have two big impacts. One of it will will generate, will damage, I mean, we're, we're going to definitely see damage in the soil that we have in the mountains. So. So basically, we're going to have the forests having less capacity to grow and to develop, right? So this is going to impact, it's going to give a negative impact to the forests that we are having. It's going to be a blow. The second of all is socially. Um, because we're gonna have lots of water going really fast mm. uh, from the mountains to the villages from beneath. We're gonna have probably floods. We already mm. see that uh, how this is, you know, happening at the moment. Then basically, if you go there uh, to the next level, we're gonna have less water for agricultural purposes. Sure. Eastern mm-hmm. Europe is also a place where, again corruption at the local level it's still something that is happening mm-hmm. so where you cannot trust that much you know the society in that sense the people mm-hmm. that are you know working in the system then, uh just use technology for that you know i mean uh, we are talking here about using satellite imagery we are talking about um, processing those images and adding few layers of other you know um, Datas that we have in order to understand where we have a logging that is being uh, illegally done or legally done, right? So uh, systems in order to, to generate um, um, Automatically generate alerts to the forestry guards and to the other authorities to go and, and, and Check the, the situation on the ground. This is uh, again uh, We're not inventing any weird here, but um the, the, the good thing is that if we make it work here, we might have also a solution for the Amazon, you know, deforestation yeah. or other um, types of deforestation in, in other countries where you have similar issues, but maybe with even bigger, uh, you know, uh, surfaces that are low.
0: So, very interesting. Um, as I came out of the Greenpeace office, there was a guy watching me and he just walked down the street for no reason. And uh, you're gonna see him, he's actually walking the opposite direction right now from me, so we are gonna go try to find a, some kind of a Wi-Fi signal here. And, look at that right there. So, um, he was watching me, and then he pretended to walk away and walk down the street, and then just walked back for no particular reason. So, uh, very interesting because I have a feeling that um, conservation stuff is still seen in somewhat of a awkward phase. Um, So, you know, still got to be careful. Is always self-funded, you know, there's a lot of groups that try to ask for your money to go and and try to change things. Um, I'm self-funded. I do whatever it takes to get myself somewhere to find out what's happening. You know and and for those of you that are joining or you don't know me that well or you're just coming in i want everybody to know you know people might wonder what's this guy's agenda well my agenda is simply this um i have cancer that is incurable and now i just discovered and found out it's inoperable and it comes from environmental pollution and children are getting it from environmental pollution and there's so much environmental pollution out here that We need to really expose it and bring it to light. And if everybody can pay attention to what's happening, we can make changes over time and possibly stop future generations from having to go through this. So uh, I'm on a mission to take a camera into everywhere that I possibly can and expose everything that I possibly can uh, about what's happening out there that is getting us sick. And logging is one of those issues, okay? So one of these issues, and this is again, it comes back to, Once you pull these trees out, you've destroyed the soil content. They're useless. These are useless. You know, Cyprian talked about in the interview, you know, you're going to get landslides. And the landslides are going to destroy villages and homes and people's lives. And the people aren't going to be able to farm anymore. What, You know, and again, here in Romania, over 50% of the people live in rural areas. And they live off the land. And it's critical that they have the land to live off of. So as soon as they start to take all these forests, whether they're permitted or not, they are not only destroying the animal population, they're destroying the soil, the content of, of the soil, uh, the nutrients in the soil, but they're also, you know, for example, there's a big problem here with bears. Um, you know, uh, I went to Transylvania recently, and everybody always jokes about Dracula being the big thing, but people in Transylvania are not afraid of Dracula attacking them. They are afraid of being attacked by bears because bears have lost their ways to live and their bears, um, better me on it right now. Chelsea, yes. Um, So yeah, you know, the uh, RSO. Okay, yeah. Hey, Kimberly, thanks for tuning in. So um, yeah, so you know, the bears now, they're out of food. So they're roaming through. Now you're going to have, so you know, it's this ripple effect, right? You throw the, you know the stone in the pond and then the ripples come out so now you have an excessive amount of bears that are hungry and that are going into villages looking for food because we've destroyed their natural forest and when when i talk about the the deforestation here in romania i'm talking about clear-cutting clear-cutting is just taking it all you know there's nothing responsible about clear-cut logging whether it's legal or not um there's just nothing responsible about this so now you have a situation where the bears are going into villages, people are getting injured, people are being killed, and now they wanna open up hunting and, and open up permitted canned hunting on brown bears, which by the way, are protected by Romanian law and international law. But they want to remove that protection so that they can cull the bear population, which is not you know, really, um, I think what, you know, what everybody had in mind. So it's something to consider as well. Um, you know, and I think, I think that's another one of the, one of those many, many issues, um, you know, and, and not only are people being killed by the bears, but they you know, just recently, October, 2019, this is three months ago, everybody, three months ago, uh, there was a Romanian forest worker that was murdered because of the battle over logging. And this guy was a forest ranger uh, named Livio Pop, And he was going in to investigate illegal logging and he was shot dead. And this is something that happens around the world. Uh, Everybody, and and this guy worked for the company that may or may not be legit. You know, the, the forest rangers here, some are on the take, some are not on the take. But this guy was not on the take and he went to go check illegal logging and he's now dead and he has a family that he's left behind. Um, And this is, there's nothing about this that is acceptable just so that Ikea can have some cheap furniture. This is 100% unacceptable on every level, whether we're talking about the human cost, the environmental cost or the animal cost. And I think everybody, we're all on the same page here. So, hey Neand, it's nice to see you. Neand's a great friend from long, long time ago, uh, way back in Maryland where I grew up. And now Chelsea says it's gonna happen with our Panthers. Oh, yeah. You know, Chelsea, I've been hearing about that. All the panthers um, that are disappearing uh, in Florida. And that is another amazing species that we are on the brink of losing. And, you know, we're losing species at an alarming rate right now. And it all goes back to this deforestation. So, again, um, you know, the deforestation in the Amazon leads to uh, the killing of all these different animals. Um, you know, we saw it firsthand, uh, you know, I think if, if some of you had seen before the monkey poaching camp, um, that was from the, the loggers, you know, uh, what they do is, uh, they'll go in, they'll take the trees, kill all the animals around, eat them or sell them. And that's it. And then there's nothing left. It's clear cut and, and it's useless land. Uh, there was one part in the Amazon where I was always afraid, oh my gosh, if I go too far in, I mean, some animal's going to come after me. I walked for two hours in the Amazon. I didn't even see an animal. I didn't even hear an animal. I found one snake. Two-hour walk. Um, And that's not what people think about when they think about the Amazon. And you know what? Romania is facing the same problem. And so is Indonesia. And so is Russia. And so is China. And so is Australia. And these are not isolated problems. Remember, logging is a $16 billion industry. That's not coming out of one... know it's not coming out of one forest so what we need are innovative solutions and there's a two-pronged approach one is a marketplace approach so us as consumers need to hold ikea accountable you know uh, for a long time there were blood diamonds Um, now diamonds have some sort of traceable route whether it's legit or not uh, i don't know too much about and to be honest with you uh, diamonds and natural resources i don't really I'm not that interested, I don't think that they should be taken anyway, um, just me. But you know, for people that do like those kind of things, they have a way to track if it's a blood diamond or not. So you know what, people are never think about blood lumber, but it's here and it's true. So first of all, again, we go back to that environmental toll. You know, it's ruining the landscape, it's ruining the land's ability to support people and animals. The animals are starting to starve and they're starting, we're either losing them where they're going in and now we're having more interactions between animals and humans. Then the humans now have food insecurity and they're losing their nutrients. So, you know, and and the few people that can can continue to work out logging um, are not making that great of money. And when illegal logging happens, they're doing it for their bosses, but they're the ones that are taking the hit. They're the ones that are getting arrested. They're the ones that are getting squeezed. So it's in a lot of ways, you know, um, it's a continuation of of poverty for the sake of multinational profit. So this is why um, this topic here in Romania is so important and so topical with what's happening. Um, And it's a great example because again, IKEA is allowed to bid on a parcel of land and somebody goes out and marks which trees are no longer useful. And then the logger goes in and says, I accidentally bumped into the good trees and so I took it anyway. So now all of a sudden, you know, they they were going to take 40% of the old dead trees. They've now taken 80% of the good trees and 10% of the bad trees and all that's left are dead trees. So they're literally killing our environment. And whether you believe in climate change or not, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because we're losing trees at an alarming rate and oxygen is being affected. The ocean is being affected. Every animal on land, every animal in the water is being affected by this particular action. Um, now, I wanted to show you all um, a, p- a little piece of video of an illegal logging raft that we found down in Peru. Because again, we were talking about how do we know which trees are okay and which trees are, are illegal? So it's a very difficult thing. Now this raft you're gonna see, this is how they do it in the Amazon. They just cut trees down. They turn them into a raft and that raft is then used as the Transport for the guys to come out now over here in Romania. They're using trucks and other things, but um, You know, it's all done Without anybody paying attention because everyone assumes somebody else is paying attention. So it's very Problematic in that fashion and Chelsea makes a great point. Let's make antique solid wood fashion again. Exactly. I Love that, you know Chelsea, that's another thing and then we talk about the human cost of illegal logging and we think about the disposable concept of IKEA furniture versus furniture that was made by a craftsman. You know, there's some amazing people out there that that know how to work with wood. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds. Of, if you, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with the original architectures that were done with wood, where there weren't nails and things like that, um, and it was all craftsmen understanding how to combine wood and connect wood, and they would take. One log and turned it into something quite amazing that'll last a hundred years, and and it's treated with respect. It's treated as a piece of beauty, as something that nature has has let us use and borrow. Uh, now it's just simply a chop shop, You know, we're just chop chop chop, and boom. Here's your ten dollar IKEA drawer, and uh, you know. But the amount of legacy destruction that's continuing is is absolutely insane. Uh, Michelle, great point. Go to a go to a thrift store. Get creative. I love that. I absolutely agree. Um, you know, we're get entering a new period where everybody is starting to think about how can we bring it back? You know, I've seen some great articles recently about Christmas time. you know, even. Do we need new stuff? Do we need more stuff? No, we really don't. There's so much stuff out there. And whether we're talking about plastic or we're talking about, you know, clothes, um, I mean, polyester is plastic, um, you know, no matter what we're talking about. We're looking at the, fi- the fact that, you know, things used to be built to last and they're still around and we don't really need to keep feeding these companies. You know, and just imagine if we gave more money to a Salvation Army store or a thrift store than we gave to an Ikea store, that would actually make those other stores more powerful and more and more people would be able to participate in sharing. And that brings back the human toll as well. Uh, once you get into this situation where Ikea is taking all the logs and it's becoming proprietary. What about the people that can't afford an IKEA drawer? You know, not everything in IKEA is cheap. I mean, I tried to get some stuff, and it's like $400. You know, kitchen things. So we're now holding uh, people's ability to live hostage, and that's another—that's a whole other issue unto itself that we have to kind of think about. And I know we're all over the map here, everybody, because this is—you know—this is huge, and, and logging affects us in, in such a huge variety of ways. Um, anyway, I'm going to play this quick video. I just wanted to show you guys real quick an example of illegal logging in the Amazon and how they bring the logs in because I want to remind everybody that, you know, the problem is, is that it, it, between the forest and the sawmill is where all the illegal logging happens. Once it gets in the sawmill, you know, you can't trace your wood back. So once we get there, it's lost. Um, now, again, Romania has new paperwork where all the logs are supposed to be um, taken into account. Excuse me, but they have an exception to that. And That exception is if the logs are damaged or they're accidentally destroyed during logging, then they go ahead and uh, they're allowed to actually bring them in. So once again, we have um, this situation where, and I know I keep saying this, but where there is a supposed legal way to do it that is allowing all the illegal logging to happen while legally being processed uh, into legal pieces of furniture and legal pieces of of wood, um, but all being done illegally through the loophole. And as we all know, loopholes are kind of the death of the environment anyway, no matter if it's water quality or land or fishing or whatever the topic is, because companies try to steal everything from us. Anyway, just check out this log draft video. It's about two minutes long. It'll give you guys an idea of, of just one of the crazy aspects of, of what's happening down there. And then after that, we are gonna go and talk quickly about Indonesia and Russia and a few of the other places and the ripple effects. And I'd love to hear everybody's ideas on other ways that we can walk away from this need to continually buy, 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 and take, take, take. Because our world has already given us so much and we have so much here that we may as well keep using what we have. But check out this log raft. Um, this is um, when I was shooting some video for Earth Race Conservation, and we happened upon, uh, we, well, we have been tracking illegal logging for about two weeks deep into the Amazon, maybe 1,500 kilometers out um, from any particular thing there. Hey, Michelle, thanks for joining today. Um, and Michelle's down in Florida and is another clean water activist. Um, and and Michelle, I, I, I don't know if you, if you saw the story, but yeah, I ended up uh, getting some emergency medical care here. And uh, I just wanted to say one more time, I can't say it enough. Thank you to all the people that are out there that work in the medical industry because, you know, you guys are the ones on the front line. I, I, when I got to Romania the very first day, there was the National Day of Romania. It's their, it's their um, independence, you know, uh, parade. And it was interesting because it's a lot of, you know, tanks and military. And, and the military is very different here because it's, it was their independence and liberation. They liberated 89, so the 90s was was a whole new area. And that's why all this forest has been opened up to illegal logging now. But one thing that amazed me there was during the parade, uh, as soon as the the ambulance came in, in the parade with the paramedics, everybody broke into cheers and, and applause and um, anyway, medical... Professionals, you guys are very um, loved around the world and very selfless and I think very much heroes. And I just wanted to say thanks because I got amazing care here um, in a very, very difficult time. So, hey, Desnald's here. Desnold's a really good old friend as well from uh, back home. All right. So I'm going to check out this, uh, this this log raft, It's crazy, and uh, see what comes in next. will be right back. <music>
1: So they've got several boats, yeah, they're cooking on one of the boats on the front. Then there's the whole raft of logs and a bunch of stuff, there's one, two, three, at least three boats plus a little wee boat pulled on top of the raft. One, and guys, I've got one, two, three, four, five or six guys by the looks. We saw these loggers the other day and we've just spotted them taking this big haul of logs downstream. So I think they've set it up as like a big raft and we know that these logs were taken illegally. So we're going to go and pay these guys a visit. Me and you will hold on to the raft so that we're sort of, we're stopped. Hayley, you can stop the motor Mm -hmm. and we'll just go and have a little chat to them. All right, so it won't be long and we should be in and out inside five minutes. And let's, as we pull in, smile. I don't want to look aggressive or like we're up for a fight or anything like that. I just want to smile. But you want to get into his boat? No, not his boat. Onto the logs. Just onto the logs.
0: Check this out.
1: No, No. 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 No, It's estúpido. How cool is this? Permiso. What's the What's the type of wood? The type of tree. Uh, Me repetí el nombre del árbol. Este es Yupuna. Yupuna. Oh, there's a the guy sleeping here.
0: <laughs>
1: when, so when they're going down, they're looking for the caiman, yeah? And if they see one, they spear it.
0: Uh,
1: he said that you can get the caiman with your hand, if you are... Does it damage the canoe? to burn the wooden the no problemo how long do they work before
0: they are able to put a raft like they this together
1: three weeks to collect all this wood and take there and they come back in 20 days to do
0: the same so for three weeks they're in the in the woods working as logger
1: 15 days and one week to go to Ask him what what per log what would the money be? But Lisa, por cuánto se vende una
0: pieza de? It's está a 20
1: céntimos. 20 céntimos? One of these 20 cents.
0: 20 cents?
1: they get 20 cents. 20 cents for one oh. of these. Oh. Puede ser, modo medio
0: back on YouTube now as well, hey everybody. So that was just an idea of the massive amount of logs that they take down there. Not to mention the fact that they had an endangered black caiman that they were eating for lunch. Because, you know, when they're logging, they're out there and they just kill everything for food. You know, um, and and look, and I'm not here to judge them. A lot of people that, that log don't get paid that much. You know, the companies do, but the people don't. So we gotta go back to that human toll and we have to remember to not be angry, at the people that are out there that are just trying to survive, um, they're out there. Some of them may or may not know, but you know, no, there's very rare that the guy with the chainsaw is like, "Oh boy, this is I'm illegally logging and I'm going to get away with this and go home and buy a new boat." That's not the deal. If he's lucky, he gets to eat that day, or maybe his family gets to eat. It's the it's the people that run IKEA that are causing the demand, that are causing the deforestation, that are playing the games with the politicians that are funding the the enforcement. You know, I mean, it's, it's a really dangerous thing when the polluters are funding the enforcers. Um, and welcome to the US EPA now. I mean, with Andrew Wheeler in charge, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> Don't even want to get into that just yet. So uh, again, you know, I wanted to show a video now that everyone is familiar with. And it's really heartbreaking. Um, so much of what we do is heartbreaking, and this is why it's important to always remember that we can make a change. Because don't let it get you down. Don't get defeated by it. Everybody, you know, we can change it. We are the only thing that have the power to change it. But let's check out this video right now because this video, you know, is is a very uh, popular one. Um, and I'm actually gonna... um, if you're watching the video now, this is the video of the orangutan. That is in, uh, <clears throat> that's over in Asia. That's fighting the bulldozer to maintain his tree. Um, the Orangutans are almost extinct, um, <clears throat> and they just don't care. Now this video is international animal rescue. I took it from YouTube. Um, if you can, please watch it. Hey Axel, good. To, uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, this video is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, you know, the, you see a lot of these videos. They fight the machines. I, you know, and, and we don't want to see this, you know, but these are the kind of animals that are killed. Um, I, you know, we saw firsthand monkeys killed and eaten by loggers and then the, the babies um, sold into uh, the illegal pet trade. So you've got these guys messing with these orangutans and they're going to kill them. And every nothing can get in the way. And here he is trying to fight the bulldozer and protect his land. Uh, excuse me, I get very emotional when I see it because it's... You know, this is uh, this is people at their worst, and again, we can't be angry at these guys. These guys are doing their job and they're trying their best. It's not their fault. It's not the poor guy's fault that's out there trying to survive. And this is a very complicated topic. And again, it goes back to the human toll of illegal logging. Uh, there is a human toll, and that human toll is the ability for people to survive, to live. It's the human toll is the ability for people to um, uh, to be able to have jobs, to be able to eat. Um, and unfortunately, the human toll, when it becomes very desperate, destroys the environment around them because they don't have a choice. So uh, if you were able to go join me on YouTube and you watch that video, um, I just really wanted to bring that in because that video is a very important thing to remember um, yeah I know Michelle says I'll never forget that and, and there's quite a few on there um, I do have an upcoming project where I'm working with uh, helping with the orangutan um, out in Indonesia so and of course everybody I'm sure on here already knows do your best to not buy palm oil um, you know I'm, yeah, I'm vegan everyone says Oreos are vegan Oreos are filled with palm oil don't buy Oreos please That's all I have to say about that. I'm sorry. I know there probably seemed like there was more going to come out. Please, 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 please try to be conscious. It's all we can do. You know, if, if you are lucky enough to have the ability to choose how you live by what you buy at a grocery store, and believe me, that is privilege. Not everybody has that opportunity. A lot of people are fighting to survive. If you have that ability, then it is your responsibility in that store to be a good citizen of the world. That's just the end of that. You know, it's not your choice to buy things is, is, is just not important. I'm sorry. You know, uh, you, you know, it's promoted to us as as some big, wonderful thing. We get freedom to buy whatever you want. Listen, we can't do that anymore. We're past that. Uh, Like Michelle said, go to the secondhand store, upcycle. Chelsea talked about upcycling. Everything is possible to, um, you know, to, to, that uh Um, yeah everything is 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 possible so please if you are lucky enough to live through choices in stores make good choices because everything you do affects all of us and it affects that orangutan and that orangutan in indonesia is going to die so someone can eat an oreo in minnesota and it makes no sense but it's what's happening we're worldwide citizens everybody so we have to remember this so again romania ikea ikea who would have guessed that ikea was destroying our climate our biodiversity our our wealth our health our ability to survive uh, people's quality of life animals quality of life and the environment's quality of life just for cheap throwaway furniture it is not it's not okay by any means and I know that everybody that's here on the show today already knows that um, and it's why we like to talk about these types of things so uh, we're go- we're gonna start to wrap it up here um, it's a very a very emotional show, it's a very important show, because you know, yeah. the, the problem is, and, and again, I wanna bring this back to the problem is, illegal logging is done through legal means illegally. The people that are supposed to guard our world for us are selling it to the people that are destroying it. The loopholes in all the laws in all the countries in around the world are where the true danger is. You know, um, it's what I call the cancer of the body politic, you know, Uh, and just like, you know, with cancer, those of us that have cancer know what happens is it it continues to eat away and eat away and eat away until, um, you know, until it weakens, it weakens um, the body's ability to perform properly. And the immune system gets shot down. And our world needs an immune system. We need people out there fighting. Not just us activists, you know, not just all of us here on the show, not all of us that are talking, but the people that are out there, the forest rangers that were just killed, the forest ranger that was just killed in October. Did You know, being a forest ranger in Africa is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. I think they have something like a 40 to 60 percent death rate. People sign up for this because they know that the world is is bigger and it's necessity and we need to be out there. So, you know, uh, remember that, you know, even in America, in the U.S., eco-activists eco are the number one, consider the number one form of domestic terrorism by the U.S. Makes no sense at all. They're worried about us taking video and exposing factory farming and taking people like direct action everywhere, like Priya and, and Matt and those people and, and hitting them with felony charges while they're letting us, companies, steal all of our resources. And as we fight for those resources, we're the ones that are being portrayed as the bad guys. How is it even possible that we're considered the top terrorists in the US right now? It, is, it makes no sense, um, but our EPA is now run by a coal lobbyist, so that makes no sense. So cancer of the body politic, the loophole that allows for illegal actions done through legal means for profit and the toll that it takes on the environment, on the animals, and on everybody that has to survive. And you know, this is the 98% of us that are out there living day to day. We're the ones that um, are not, we're the ones losing our future to these companies. So anyway, I wanted to to get to talk to everybody a little bit today about this. And uh, you know, it was a really great honor to be here in Romania, to do a live podcast from here to get to go to talk to Greenpeace and Greenpeace is trying to come up with new digital solutions to track the, the the trees better because it has to be out in these remote areas where nobody's looking because that's where everybody's taking them from. You know, and everything can look good on paper, but as a lot of us know, you know, what looks good on paper doesn't always come true in real life. So, you know, we need to um, not be fooled by all that. And we have to remember we always say this, it is our world. And we need to talk about it. You know it, we need to do this and this is great and and you know an act of rebellion is just to go out and the next time somebody says let's go to ikea you have to say did you know that and and let them know you know give them an opportunity to make up their own mind we need a new period of education and the only way we're going to learn is together through each other with each other together so uh, i wanted to thank everybody for joining me today this is episode 17 of the conservation conversation. This is live from Romania. Uh, this has been an amazing trip. I've learned so much out here. And, you know, again, I, I'm even gonna have more reports once I get back to the States uh, with some of the project parts that I'm working on right now. But please, everybody, remember if you're lucky enough to have the privilege to choose how you live in a store, be responsible, learn about this, go get on YouTube. Find the people that are taking their cameras where things are happening, because they're not lying. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of us are just people that are doing it because we need to. You know, we're not we're not sponsored. We're not paid. You know, and we're not we're not paid to tell the story. Um, and they're out there everywhere. And there's some incredible journalism going on right now. And it's generally just people trying to make a difference so that their future generations have a chance. So. Thanks for joining everybody. I'll be back in Los Angeles next week. And we have a couple of amazing episodes coming up. I can't wait. And, uh, and also uh, Markdown on January 11th, we're gonna have a very special guest from Reef, uh, R-E-E-F, which is a group that does coral um, restoration and coral projects and coral, uh, <clears throat> uh, coral work all around the world. So, and uh, anyway, I just want to thank everybody for being here today. And thank you all for that amazing conversation and everybody jumping in and talking about what's happening. Um, You know, it's really great to be surrounded by so many people that care. And it's a very beautiful thing. So thanks, everybody, for being here. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Have a great week. and Remember, like we always say, it's our world. Let's talk about it.